Hash House and Circle Up. Welcome to On On, the Hash House Harrier podcast for interviews, history, and stories. I'm your host, Ra. Today on the podcast, we're back in the heartland of America, Kansas. We are with Madame NBA, Madame No Blue Angel, the long-term hasher, well-traveled, and royalty in the local hash. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Tell everybody when and where and how you started hashing. My first hash was September 2006, and it was here in Wichita, Tornado Alley, Hash House Harriers, and I've been pretty regular ever since. Why'd you go to the first hash? I was introduced to hashing by my niece, whose name is Horse Popper, and she hashes in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The year before I started, uh, I was at a dinner with her, and she and her very good friend, Sweet Cheeks, from Tulsa, were talking about hashing and all of the shenanigans that they got into. And I had recently moved here to Wichita. I moved here in 2002. So I was looking to expand my social groups. And it sounded like fun. And my niece has only known me to be prim and proper. So she was saying, oh, no, I don't think that's a good idea. You're not going to like it. But she invited you. No, she didn't. <laughs> she just told me. And then when I got back to Wichita, I looked it up online. And it was kind of dormant at that point. It took a good nine months before I was able to find folks who were willing to restart the kennel. Which club did you start with, the first hash? Oh, Tornado Alley. And it, was, it wasn't running then? Yeah, they hadn't been running for a little while. It had kind of lagged for a little bit. So you had never hashed before, and you restarted the hash? I... Well, I don't give myself that credit, but I did get it. Yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> and who did we start it with? Who was helping? You? Well, Dip, Sir Dip. That's Sir Dipstick. Uh huh. Polly Wanna Swallow was another one. Puff the Magic Ass Grabber. Sniff This was there. And I believe Big Bad Booty Daddy was there also. I'm not sure. Pretty active hashers. Do you know why the club had gone dormant? I no, I don't. I think a lot of people moved away and then said, I don't know. I had no idea. And how long did it take and how much effort went into getting it before it was up and running regularly again? Um, it took a couple of years. I brought in a couple of young youngsters, young hashers, and then it started growing from there. How did you get your pre Madame name? The NBA. How did oh, you get your No Blow how, Angel? How did you get no. your name? Well, it was it was on my fifth hash, and it was me, and I think it was about five old farts. And one of them asked me, and it was Smith, asked me the question, do you prefer to spit or swallow? And I was like, I'm not telling you that. <laughs> and then, so he said, no blow. The angel part, my, my daughter actually was at this hash. She wasn't named yet. <laughs> angel part was she was called into circle to be questioned and she told them the story that was 50 percent correct um (laughs) (laughs) she said that first time i got drunk i was 13 and that was true 
But she said, then I went outside in the snow and did naked snow angels. She was speaking about you. Me, yes. I had told her that story, but I was not naked. <laughs> I was fully coated and everything. I was quite bundled up doing snow angels, pondering the uh, universe. Nighttime snow angel. So, okay, so you got no blow angel. And then what's the idea of adding Madame there in Wichita? Last summer, I got to my 1,000 hash, and Sir Dip started this tradition that we get sort of knighted or whatever, uh, designated as uh, royalty, just for hanging in there, I guess. Surviving, yes. For most people, it can take a little bit longer, 15 years to reach a thousand hashes is quite a bit of hashing. Yeah. Um, you ever miss? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But not that much, obviously. That's averaging about 60 hash, more than 60 hashes a year. What other clubs do you hash with? Or how often do you hash with Wichita? Here in Wichita, Tornado Alley, we hash twice a week, usually. We also have started a women's group here. Those were not included in my uh, hash count. Is there an all-women's hash club? Yes. What's the story of that? How that form and how often? What's it like? It's called Wichititties H3. It's the females from Tornado Alley. Why is it important Do you have a separate group just for the Wichititties? Oh, sometimes it's just, it's better to not be around the silliness of males. Ah, what is Wichititties like? Is it a different type of silliness or? We don't have to drink beer. We have mimosas. We have champagne. We have wine. We have whatever. We meet meet uh, once a month, and it's on a Sunday morning at ten thirty. And we have brunch. We do a small trail. We talk about girl stuff, I guess. Yeah, there are other women's hashes that eat before tra- you eat before trail. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes it just depends. Are there other hashing traditions that are part of that? Small trail? Are there down-downs songs? Oh, yeah. We did the circle. Um, we're going to have a black dress hash in October for Wichititties because our first trail was in October last year. And we did a Day of the Dead. Well, that was in November, though. We did a Day of the Dead trail November 1st. We took that trail about two miles to a couple of cemeteries, had brunch in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. So I think at that point we decided we'd have a first anniversary trail be black dress. It's not that usual that someone who just heard about the hash got so involved in bringing a hash back to life or starting it. What about your idea of hashing made it so appealing to you and kept you in it? Just the camaraderie. We have all sorts of people in the hash, as you know. We usually say things to the effect of we're we're all oddballs in our own little way. Mm-hmm. And we're very accepting of each other. Plus, there's the drinking of beer that was a big plus. Have you traveled around to other regional or big events? I've been to maybe five of the inner ands. I went to Savannah, Winter Park, Phoenix, Portland. Oh, and I signed up to go to Panama, but that didn't work out. Do you like those events? Yeah, they're fun. And it's fun to see people from all over 
North America, who I've met in other places, other hashes. I've hashed, well, of course, in Tulsa and Arkansas and Missouri and Kansas and Nebraska and, and then where the interams were. You've hashed with your daughter. Yeah. You've hashed with your niece. Yeah, and my son. My son's a named hasher, too. Okay, so you've got a couple branches of the family tree there that are hashers. Your niece sort of brought you in. Sort of. Did you bring your kids in? Yes, I told them they had to. It was was required. If they wanted to stay in the family tree, they had to. Tornado Alley gets visitors because of its prime location and industry. Who are some of the people? Anybody come to mind? People you've met as visitors or people you've met while you were traveling or at events? We have a lot of people who come here because of the aircraft industry. Tequila Tony was here for a couple of years. He's He hashes in Savannah, but he's hashed all over. Oh, the turd bird. He's a hasher from California. He comes, well, he used to, but he's retired now. So he'd come and get uh, recertified for flying a certain airplane. He would hash with us when he was in town. Do you do anything special for visitors that come there? We try. If they need, we try to find them crash space. And then when they're called into circle, they're invited to sing a song or do tell a joke, whatever. Do you run circles much? Do you enjoy that part of it? I am not. No. I mean, I do. I have. When I first started, they they knew a sucker when they saw one. So they voted (laughs) me in as a GM. And I was that for about five or six years. Couldn't get rid of it. I've never been RA. I'm not an exhibitionist like you need to be. But you have been able to find them? in your club. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We have a lot of people who like to have the spotlight on them. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Hashing has a lot of those. Um, Yes. And what are your misadventures on trail? Getting hurt, getting lost, running in with the authorities. What kind of things have happened to you? We've been stopped by the police. Oh, Dip has the anthrax story that he told. Mm -hmm. I had not joined the kennel when the anthrax thing was going on. Mm -hmm. So those are just legends to me. We've been, you know, asked to leave property <laughs> when we were not supposed to be there, but nothing major. Mm-hmm. So on these other hashes that you've gone on traveling or with visitors, anything kind of get towards the edge of getting out of hand or has hashing been pretty calm? It's a pretty calm group. I mean, I've been to Kansas City hash house areas. They're camp out every summer and it is a clothing optional camp out usually those have been quite uh memorable (laughs) (laughs) okay now there's a lot of parts of the world where hashing goes that nudity is not part of the culture and even part of the inside the legal code what made that memorable Let's see, it was about a year after I started hashing, and my daughter by that time was named, and she went with me to this camp out at up in the outskirts of Kansas City, and we pulled into the parking lot and saw all the people, and uh, here comes this very large naked man walking up to our car. He had <laughs> he had made a 
a little cod piece, I guess, um, <laughs> out of uh, old underwear, the elastic of, an, of old underwear. And then he had sewn on one of those urinal sieves, you know, <laughs> with the holes. Yeah. <laughs> and so he walks up to our car and I'm like wide-eyed. My daughter at the time was probably about 24 or five or something. And she was a lot more worldly than I. And she was like, I was speechless. Like what in the hell did we get ourselves into? And my daughter was like, you know, she just walked right up to him, shook his hand, introduced herself and uh, introduced me. And I'm still like mouth open and eyes huge. Yeah, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't thought about this too much of Hasher naked weekends where there's multiple members of a family together there. Yeah, yeah. well, we got to know each other pretty well. <laughs> it was a skunk chaser oh, okay. who gets around quite a bit. But the story about the nude hashing, there are people who listen to this that are in other countries which... There's no such thing as nudity on the hash. You know, you go, yeah. to, you go to jail. Yeah, we've had world interhashes, and I've emceed those. I'm up on stage, and I'm like, you will go to jail if you take your clothes off. You do not do this. And mm-hmm. in the circles tomorrow, you will get arrested. And the same in mm-hmm. Trinidad with the world interhash. There's, mm-hmm. Do not bring dope. Do not buy pot. Do not wear camouflage. Do not take your clothes off. All those will send you to jail. And we kind of make a camouflage. Strong, yeah, they have a rule against camouflage. Uh-huh. Yeah, you bring it into the country, they take it away, and you're better off because if you, they don't take it away and you sneak it in, you'll get arrested for wearing it. Wow. On the hashes that you do where clothing is part of it, have you collected a lot of hash T-shirts and gear from these different places? Yeah, I have way more than I need of hash shirts, and I've got my happy coat and my patches, and the coat's almost filled with patches. Mm-hmm. Do you have any event plans for travel to big events? You know, I haven't thought about it lately because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, the last one I was going to go to was a green dress in Little Rock. No, no, it was in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. And I canceled because that was the weekend that the whole world shut down. Yeah, the pandemic shut down so many events and so many even regular yeah, hashing. I haven't really uh, gotten back into the travel part, but yeah. I fully expect to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about hash traditions? How much do you like it when you go to a hash and they're different than yours? And how much do you like it when they're familiar and like your home clubs? I enjoy seeing different ways that people do things. I know it's kind of unsettling to some of the Younger hashers who are used to doing things the, the way that we do them. We had some uh, nomad hashers come through this spring. And after they left, some of our younger hashers were talking about they don't do things right. <laughs> we older ones were saying they do things the way they do them. You know, you can learn lots of good things. Mm-hmm. With your tradition of a thousand hashes to get your honorarium to your hash name, how how many people have done that up? Tornado Alley, just uh-huh. the two of us. Mm. Anybody else getting close? Uh, Puff is. He started long before I did. He started in 2000, I believe. But 
he seems to think his real life is more important or something than his hash life. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, tell oh. me what Ra stands for. Oh, my name. My name's uh, from Egyptian. It's the Egyptian sun, the first god of Egypt, Egyptian sun god. Right. I was I was in Egypt for 15 years. I was the RA there ah. for 15 years. Okay. And we didn't have hash names. Started got hash names going in Egypt. And I had I had, you know, nonsense hash name from Kuwait years before in the 80s. And so I just picked it up. I traveled a lot in that region, was hashing a lot in Cyprus. One of the Cyprus hashes just named me that. Ah, well, that's cool. Yeah. It is the shortest hash name in the world. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Cheap on a necklace. Yes, I bet. You heard about hashing from your niece. Then you went, yeah. found a dead hash, helped revive it. Looking back now in for 15 years, would your life be different if you hadn't found the hash? It would be so much more boring. <laughs> yeah, I I am very happy I found the hash. It's I guess I'm a fanatic. Do you tell everybody that you know about the hash when when hashing was normal or are you screening and selective? At first I told everybody and I got a few people my age uh to try it out. It's not everybody's cup of tea. You definitely have to have a open mind and certain tolerance for absurdity and a sense of humor. And I'm a uh, retired teacher. So people that I know from my work life often uh, are very prim and proper and the hash offends them. So I'm I'm more particular now who I tell about hashing. And is there anybody who you invited who you got it wrong, who you didn't invite for a while and they turned out the love hashing or the other way? You thought they'd like it and they ran screaming? Uh, several. <laughs> <laughs> what about naming people? Do you participate in coming up with names for hashers? Is that part of it? Yeah. Something you do? We do the naming and, I mean, questioning in the circle mm -hmm. well not everybody does that and it's certainly not the same around the world geez there are even cl clubs that don't do hash names a certain way what's your series of questions is it always the same no well often it is because it's hard to be creative on the spur of the moment I mean, we usually start off with the standard what's your most embarrassing moment <laughs> After a while, after several rounds around the circle, we'll get to what's your favorite breakfast cereal or <laughs> music or whatever. Anyway, yeah, we, we'll start out with really rude questions. Are there any hash names there or otherwise you've run into that you just thought were great and creative? Any fun favorite hash names? Yes, let's think. There's some that I just think. We're fabulous. We have a, a hasher who has young children, so she can't hash very often. And her name is Stumpy Whisker Biscuit. And I just think that rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. We named a man 100% um, Fonda Peter because he liked Peter Fonda. And a friend of his knew that he had not been faithful to his wife, but the question came up and he said, he's been 100% faithful. And we all knew that was wrong. 
So he was 100% fond of Peter. It is odd the things that come up when innocuous questions are asked. Peter, yeah. Fonda, Peter Fonda came up in your circle. Okay. Yeah. Who's your favorite, I don't know, actor or movie or whatever. Okay. Someone who's hashed a thousand times in under 20 years has done a lot of hashing. So appreciate you coming on here. I've got the final question for you. Is the RA always right? No. Well, ends up being right because we do the trial by gravity. But yeah, well, I guess that's, yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that was kind of interesting. You went from a definite no to a definite yes. Okay, so <laughs> in conclusion, I think we'll say, is the RA always right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I want to thank... Madam No Blow Angel for coming on the podcast from Tornado Alley, Hash House Areas today on the On On Podcast. Hash your stories, hash your voices, hash your history. New episodes every week. Until next time, On On, this is Ra. To close the circle, here's the Hash Anthem sung by Mother Hash. Swing low, sweet. Child, coming forth to carry me home. Swing low, sweet child.